0: Verse number 1, if you're there, say amen. <laughs> the Bible says that wine is a mocker and strong drink is raging. Whosoever is deceived thereby is not wise. The fear of a king is as the roaring of a lion. Whoso provoketh him to anger sinneth against his own soul. It is an honor for a man to cease from strife, but every fool... Will be meddling. The sluggard will not plow by reason of the cold, therefore shall he beg in harvest and have nothing. Counsel in the heart of a man is like deep water, but a man of understanding will draw it out. Most men will proclaim every one his own goodness, but a faithful man. Who can find the just man walketh in his integrity. His children are blessed after him. A king that sitteth in the throne of judgment scattereth away all evil with his eyes. And then here's the the, the thought really that God's given me Uh, out of all of it. It said, Who can say I have made my heart clean and I am pure from my Sin again. Before we get started, I want to remind you that it is here that Solomon has listed, uh, if you will, nine different types or nine different testimonies of men. And so I've been preaching now for a couple services on this thought. Out of the nine, which testimony is thine? Out of the nine, which? testimony is thine. Would you please pray with me and pray for me this morning. Father we do love you and Lord we come to you one more time needing a touch from heaven I pray God Lord that you touch me physically but God most of all Lord I pray for that special unction and Lord the power that only you give. God I cannot do this on my own so Lord I'm begging you God to rest upon me. God speak to me and through me this morning Lord no doubt there's me and women and boys and girls In this room today uh, God they need to hear from you Lord they need to uh, Lord, to Draw nigh while you're near And I pray God that uh, Lord that you'd speak to us this morning uh, But God please I'm begging you Lord speak through me Your unworthy un- Unworthy vessel Oh God rest upon me And for what you do we'll thank you and praise you In Jesus name and for his sake And all of God's people said amen and amen. You may be seated this morning. Out of the nine which testimony is thine again briefly may I remind you by way of introduction it is here in Proverbs chapter number 20 where we find ourselves reading after the great wisdom of Solomon we know the Bible says this of Solomon in 1 Kings chapter number 4 the Bible said that Solomon was wiser than all men. May I say uh, that without a doubt Solomon's book of Proverbs uh, is filled with great wisdom and has been written under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost of God uh, for you and I to draw and grow and benefit from the wisdom thereof. Uh, may I say it is in these nine verses that you'll find nine different types of men. Look at verse number 1. The first man that we've looked at was the man of false hope. Uh, The man of false hope. Verse number 1 said that wine is a mocker and strong drink is raging and whosoever is Yes, deceived thereby is not wise. I don't need to go back and re-preach all of that, but let me remind you of something. Uh, for those who are deceived, whether it be uh, uh, through wine and strong drink, we've talked about uh, other doctrines, we've talked about heresy, we've talked about uh, many things. What about uh, social status and political status? I mean, all that, all that comes into play with deception. Uh, Can I say this morning we're living in a generation of people that have been deceived uh, uh, and they're deceived to the point that some of them have no idea uh, where God is or what God is or who God is or how God is. Uh, uh, But my friend I thank God uh, that on January the 9th 2000 he came by my way and introduced me to him. I'm glad I know who he is this morning Not deceived Wine is a mocker Strong drink is a raging We've preached on all that That's the man of false hope He's deceived He thinks there's hope in something other than Jesus Christ But then secondly we find the man of folly The man of folly. Look in verse 2. The fear of a king is as the roaring of a lion. Whoso provoketh him to anger sinneth against his own soul. Again, we talked about this. The fear of a king is as the roaring of a lion. Uh, Whoso provoketh him to anger sinneth against his own soul. I talked about how nobody in their right mind would have a lion cornered. Uh, Nobody in their right mind uh, would look at a hungry lion that's roaring and foaming at the mouth. Uh, and try to provoke him to anger and the Bible speaks of this man of folly in verse number 2 uh, uh, the fear of a king is as the roaring of a lion uh, who in the world would provoke the king to anger we talked about this in the Old Testament all those kings had power uh, but can I say to this morning above all the little k kings there is a king he's the king of kings and lord of lords uh, and you must fear God you must walk. God. I'm righteous, righteous. Son and not live unrighteous in his sight. Why? Because the, the, the king has power. The Bible said don't fear those which can take your life down here, but fear those, that fear the one that can not only remove your life here, but can place your soul in one of two places in eternity. My friend, there's a, we're living in an hour where the fear of God is no longer being preached. It's no longer being taught. It's no longer being lived. But my friend, I want to remind you, uh, there is a real God. He's on His throne. And He's a God of judgment. He's a God of love. That's what all the other churches have been. To. You better know he is. Uh, he's a, such a God of love. He loved us all the way to the cross. Uh, he loved us. He offered his own son uh, on the criminal's cross. But my friend, uh, it don't stop there. God's a jealous God. And God's a righteous God. And God's a God of judgment and a God of wrath. Yes, he's a God of grace. But he's a God of chastisement. Yes, he's a God that can offer you and fulfill your promises. But He's also a God who's got your number. He's also the same God that had that big fish swallow up Jonah. He's the same God, my friend, that showed up in the midst of the burning fiery furnace. But He's the same God that sent those two spies to Rahab's house and said, you got one choice. You either help us or go down with the the rest of them. I'm trying to tell you this morning, he's the king of all kings and he ought to be feared. We ought, the people that know to do good. The Bible said, them that know to do good and doeth it not to him it is sin. You know what you're doing when you're, you're, you know what the king has said. How do you know? We got a we got a handwritten letter. We got a handwritten letter from the king. Somebody ought to help me right there. That's the only book on the planet that's got a heartbeat. That's the only book on the planet that speaks to me when I'm reading it. It's the only book on the planet uh, that's alive and well. They hate you. I'm about to run around. But you know they hate that book. They hate what this book says. They, they don't just hate the leather. They don't just hate the gold on the outside. I'm going to tell you what they hate. They don't only hate the, the Word of God. They hate the God of the Word. But my friend, I'm glad this is a lamp into my feet. And a my path, I can hide His Word. The Word of my King. Hallelujah. I can hide His Word in my heart. that I might not sin against God. It's the only book that you read it reads you, it's a looking glass, it's a mirror. It'll point out your faults and failures. But I want to remind you of something. We've got a letter from the king. He's telling us how to live. He's telling us how to walk. He's telling us what to abstain from. He's telling us what to embrace. We're going to be judged out of the king's book. We're going to be judged out of the king's book. What, what is a man that knows, heard, been taught, preached to, read the word of the king and still provokes him? I'm going to tell you what he is. He's a man of folly. You're a fool to think you're fooling God. You're a fool to think you're fooling God. Well, he ain't dealt with me yet. You better mark her down. If you're one of his, he will. And if he ain't dealt with you at all, probably a good chance the Bible said you're a bastard and not a son. Well, you can say amen right there. Amen. Ain't nobody wants to stand up and preach no more. I just don't. Ain't nobody just wants to stand up and say here's what it says it's black and white you can like it, lump it, bump it or jump it but at the end of the day the king has given an order you can argue all you want but he's got the final say so he brought this world into existence through and by his word and it'll be his word the sword of his word that the blood or eyes of the horses bridle you cannot overcome and outdo the Word of God. So many people are trying to work their way around it. Trying to go under it, go over it. gonna tell you something. At the end of the day, the truth is going to remain when everything else goes down the drain. It's the truth of the King's Word. A man of folly. Didn't mean to say all that, but I I ain't sorry for it. We find the man of folly. Then in verse 3, we find the man of foolishness. The Bible said it is an honor for a man to cease from strife, but every fool will be meddling. We talked about that meddling, getting into other people's business, busybodies. Let me tell you what you're doing. You're setting yourself up for failure because you're foolish. Well, has anybody come to say, "Man," or have that been a real good place? Say, "Man," you, you're mess, You're setting yourself up for failure when you act in foolishness. I went through. I told everybody best I know how. how Brother Carlos, how are we gonna make it through this thing? What's a, what's one good way to be uh, to to, uh, to make sure that we are not identified as a fool? And this one real simple: mind your own business. Don't be a meddler. Well, brother so and so, you know he had been at church a little bit now. I mean, you know good and well that the preacher uh, d- d- shows them favoritism because he didn't say nothing to them every time we miss, he says something. Mind your business, amen. Mind your business. amen. Well, I seen so and so got a new car. I wonder how much money they've been tithing on. Mind your own business. Come on, I feel tension. That must mean sink the plow. I'm trying to tell you, mind your own business. It's not our job to meddle around in everybody else's business, sir. You've got enough problems worrying about you. You've got your own family. You've got your own ministry. You've got your own call. You've got your own obligation. Don't be foolish and meddle in everybody else's business. Mind your own business. Keep yourself out of a lot of trouble Amen Verse number 4 We sing the man that's faint And I said that word Is something you'd have to look up Because I had to But it means to be lazy or to do nothing Faint yet. The Bible said in verse 4 The sluggard will not plow by reason of the cold Therefore shall he beg And harvest and have nothing Isn't it amazing how that works Amen. I'm not willing to do nothing But I want everything Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Cell phone booth. I seen it this week. I understand there's people that really have needs. And really, I do. I understand that. Dis- disabilities and, and different things. I'm not saying that. Listen to me. I know. But there's something. There's It burns. Something's wrong with this. When you pull up and there's... 45 people wait for a new cell phone uh, to be given to them freely and there's signs in every restaurant in Corbin and London and Walmart and Lowe's and everywhere else that's begging somebody to come to work. Now look up in here! Listen, I'm going to tell you, uh, one good way to display real Christianity, it's not to sit on your hands and expect a handout. It's to get up and work for what God is going to give you. I'm trying to tell you this morning, a a sluggard will not plow by reason of the cold. Therefore, shall he beg and harvest and have nothing. He'll beg and harvest and have nothing. The harvest is great. The labors are great. Spiritually speaking, you know what we're experiencing? A bunch of lazy Christians. I know physically when it comes to laboring outside in the social, wor- uh, social world, I understand about all the problems there. And you do too. But spiritually speaking, and that's where I really camped when I got to this point, we are seeing a generation of Christians that show up, they sing their song, they sit on their pew, they throw their dollar in and they go to the house and that's as far as it goes. Uh, But may I say listen to me, if you want God uh, to build this church and you want God to send people and you want God and if you don't, something's wrong with you. I do. Where there is no vision of the people perish. You know what I know? I know there's another drunk out there shall be happening that's going to bust hell wide open. I want to be the on to reach them. I know there's some other folks out there that are lost. They're hell bound with the hammer down. We've got to be busy to win the world. You can't come in sing and sit on your blessed assurance and watch your co-workers go to hell. Amen. And I done told you there's a way to reach them. Don't be arrogant. Don't be jerks. Don't be know-it-alls. You be humble. You have the love of God in your heart. And you tell them I love you enough to tell you there's a real, literal, boiling, burning hot hell beneath our feet and God don't send man there but man sends himself there when he rejects God I'm trying to tell you you can't be uh, you can't be a do nothinger you can't be lazy when it comes to the work of God it's not just on the pastor you do know that don't you Uh, the Bible said that we're to all go out into the highways and the hedges uh, and compel them to come in and then it goes on to say that my House may be full. Why are we not full? Because churches are lazy in this generation. I don't want to be that way. I want to go out. Everywhere you say, Well, we, we don't have a visitation program. What are you talking about? When you get up in the morning, you clocked in the visitation program. Are you listening? I'm, I'm, I'm telling you the truth of Jehovah's Witnesses about door knocking. I'm going to tell you the best way you can do it is get up on Monday morning when you punch the time clock and don't just tell them about Jesus look like Him. Help me somebody. When you go to the grocery store, don't just tell them where you go to church. Let them know by the way you live that you go to church. There's a world and a generation dying and going to hell and nobody wants to do nothing about it. Verse 4, faith But then we find the man of focus. Real simple preaching. That's what God's given me. The man of focus. Look at verse 5. Counsel. You know what you're getting this morning? You're getting counsel. I'm going to pause again. Take another quick little time out right here. Preacher, I I really feel like counseling would be. and And there's times I've done it. I'll do it again. Let me tell you the best. The best time and the best way to receive counseling for your home, whatever it is, finances, emotional, whatever your problem is, show up to church Sunday morning, Sunday night and Wednesday, and you'll get counseled from the Word of God. That's what preaching does. It'll help you. Anyways, counseling the heart of a man is like deep water, especially when it's from the book, the Word of the King. Counsel in the heart of a man is, is like deep water, but a man of understanding will draw it out. Let me say this this morning. I'm glad in the wells of my soul I've got something to draw from. Amen. Well, I thought you'd get a little happier on that one. I'm glad in the well that God has placed in my soul. You know, Brother Deacon, there's never been a time that I needed a drink from that well and it was empty. Amen. Let me tell you what a lot of people are doing though. They're letting God fill their well. And he will. He's a well-filled. And then when it comes time that they need something that God's poured in them, they sit with their thumbs twiddling asking God where He's at and He's already given them what they need. Amen. They've just got to draw it out. A man of understanding. Listen, it's good to have the, 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 the counsel and the knowledge and the wisdom of the Word of God in you, but the Bible said, uh, but, but a man of understanding will draw it out. In other words, he'll not just be a hearer of the Word, but a doer of the Word. He'll not just sit in knowledge and puffed up, but he'll dig down humility. Will come out in charity and love and kindness Look here, and forgiveness will come out of a man that has understanding. Don't know why you can't forgive so and so because you don't want to. You don't want to be understanding, brother Josh. There's nothing to understand. You don't know how they did me. I don't care how they done you. What 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 did you do to Christ yesterday? Now we we'll just go ahead and really get real. Yesterday morning, how did we treat him? Was he the first person we said hello to? Probably not. Should have been. Should have been. I wonder how much time you spent with you, for you, and about you, and the God of glory who poured out every drop of blood that he had on the cross of Calvary. Never even heard your voice yesterday. That's real Christianity. And that's why people hush up, because they... That's real Christianity. I'm not up here in a a, a V-neck t-shirt with my chest hanging out wearing bracelets and flip-flops and tight jeans and going to tell you that everything's okay as long as you believe and have hope. God loves you. He's for no. I'm going to tell you, you need to be a real Christian. You need to wake up and say, all right, Lord, thank you for another day. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for another day. You just talk to him about things that hit your mind through the day. I'm going to tell one on myself. It's a little weird, probably. I went deer hunting yesterday evening. And uh, I put a climber stand up. Me and my dad has been hunting at the buggy stand. And uh, I put the climber up because I could see a little bit around a certain edge. And I did see my big deer yesterday. So y'all just keep praying. We're one step closer. <laughs> but I climbed up yesterday evening. My dad couldn't go back with me. We hunted every day. I climbed up in that climber, and I was looking, listening. as deer. There's deer. I looked over and I seen that climb and it was empty, or that uh, buddy stand and it was empty. And I don't know where it came from, but the thought came to me and said, one of these days you're going to look over and it's going to be empty because he won't be with you no more. I about got plenty depressed. I thought, Lord, what in the world? Did you tell me that or what? One of these days you're going to look I seen that deer stand. My daddy wasn't sitting there. And I thought, my Lord, what a depressing thought. And this is what I prayed. I said, Lord, please don't let my daddy die. You say, he has to die. That's the point another man wants to die. Not if he comes back and gets us. Help me, somebody. I said, Lord, this is probably selfish. Everybody else has had to lose their daddy, but I don't want to lose mine. I can't believe you pray like that. Well, I've done that. It's in my heart. He done knows it. Might as well just tell him. I said, Lord, I looked over I said, I really don't want to come back to these woods with my son Elijah or my daughter and, and, and tell them about the times that me and daddy sit there. I wish you would just let us keep sitting there. Yeah. Well, he probably didn't hear that. He probably did. Yes, he has. Yes, sir. You believe it. Are you listening? Amen. Yes, sir. I'm talking about real Christianity. Let me ask you something. Everybody talks about, I thank the Lord for, I, I'm so thankful for my personal relationship. Do you have one? Amen. You. Do you really have one? You know what scares me in most churches, even good churches like ours, when the Lord will come in and take over. You can look around; people's a nervous wreck. Yes, sir. I can't talk about getting out of, out, of, out of line and act stupid. I ain't what I'm talk about I'm talking about when God comes in and takes over and has His way; people get a nervous wreck. Let me tell you what that says: they're not very familiar with the presence of God. Yes, sir. Now he moves in different ways. We know that. But let me tell you something this morning. We need to have the focus of the man that says, it's not just enough for me, Lord, to obtain all this. I want to be a man of understanding and draw it out. Amen. Draw it out. Look at verse number 6. I'm going to try to get to verse 9 today. I've been trying for several services. Verse number 6. The Bible said that most men will proclaim every one his own goodness. Boy, does that sound familiar? Yeah. But a faithful man, who can find? Uh, <laughs> well, I want to ask something this morning. The Bible said most men will proclaim every one his own goodness. And we've already said amen and agreed. We understand that's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. But this next phrase really is where. God stopped my heart on this verse. It said, But a faithful man who can find. You know, a lot of people would say they're faithful because they come to church every Sunday. That don't make you faithful. A lot of people would say they're faithful because they've always been to church on Sunday for 30, 40, 50, 60 years. You might be faithful to that day, but that don't mean you're faithful to God. We've got a lot of dead men sitting in church pews. Are you listening? We've got a lot of lost people sitting in church pews. We've got a lot of Pharisees and hypocrites sitting in church pews. I'm trying to tell you this morning that there's a real need for a faithful man. There's a real need, Daddy, for you to be faithful to God. Because until you're faithful to God, don't you dare think. That you're going to be able to be faithful to your family. You're going to be able to serve them. By the way, we are are the leaders, but we're the number one servant. We're to serve our family with our love and our labor. We're serving them. That's what we're doing. Faithful men, who can find? Can you find a faithful man? I look around. I wonder who here this morning would God look at and count you as faithful. Well, I'm here this morning, yeah, but again, have you prayed any? Have you talked to him? Have you read his word? Have you told in? Have you told one person? That's a scary question. Amen. I'm going to go ahead and do this. How many of y'all are here, unapologetically, you say, if I died right now, I know for sure, 100%, I'd go to heaven. I'm a Christian. That's a Thanks. blessing. Look at that, boy. A, that's a blessing. And I trust y'all being honest. Now let me ask you this. I ain't going to ask you to raise your hand. Let me ask you this, everyone to raise your hand. How many would you, how many that's been saved by his grace and his blood would say it's good enough to tell somebody about? Amen. Oh, it is, eh? what it do for you. Change your whole life. Yes. Change your whole direction, change your eternal destination. Amen. I mean, I'm looking at people this morning, you don't even look the same. You look like God put you through a machine and remade your physical body. I'm looking at folks, when you walked in those doors, hell was hanging off of you. But now the glow and the shine of the presence of Almighty God rests upon you. The dark, the doom, and the gloom, it's all gone. Why is that? Because there is a fountain filled with blood. It's drawn from Emmanuel's veins. And say hey, I'm about to get happy, and sinners plunge beneath back flood; they lose all their guiltless things. I'm trying to tell you, he's worth talking about. This he's worth telling somebody. Let me ask you: Don't raise your hand. He's so good, and we all believe he is. Why don't you tell nobody about it? Well, amen, brother. I'm going to tell you something. All you got right here is a, I'm a redneck from Gatlin dressed up in a suit. That's all I am. If I kill that big deer, I'm at going to go back. Everybody. I mean, I'm on, when I stop at the gas station, and I see somebody in the camera, hey buddy, you kill anything? I did here, it. Don't think I won't, Jack. I will. <laughs> Even if they ain't got camo, but they got a deer or something, any sticker on their truck. Hey boss, did you kill anything? It's your idea, Yeah, yeah. Because it means something to them. It's special, see. Let me tell you something. You tell on yourself what's in your heart comes at you. In the, in the. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth. If nobody ever hears you talk about him, you say you love him all the time. Yeah, uh-huh. Are you listening? I know we. I've been plowing for three, sir, four services. I know we got to shout, run, cry, and throw stuff. I know that y'all want to swing from the ceilings, but listen, we get to have more of those times if we live right. Hey, Amen. Amen. It's exactly what we got to do. Yeah. We got to do and be who we say we are. Yeah. Yeah. Trust me, I like getting in six gear and hammering for 45 minutes and, and, and throwing my leg up and spitting and slobber. I like preaching like that better than this, but this is where God's got me. Are you listening? And you know like, what? He's got me here. It's not just for me. It's for us. I'm a pastor God. Listen, I've got that. I've got the evangelist in me, boy. I like going into a church and ripping, tearing, snorting, slobbering and, and, snort and, slobber and leaving and not dealing with their people. Yeah. I've got it in me. But God has called me to pastor Stillwater Baptist Church and I'd be a failure if all we had was a pepper rally and you never lived or grew into a mature spiritual Christian. Solomon's giving us wisdom on how to do this stuff amen. he said most men will proclaim everyone his own goodness and we do and you got that big raise at work how many people did you tell I ain't saying it's wrong I'm just asking when you, when you got that settlement or whatever first of all if you got a settlement we need to tithe somebody say amen right there amen. pay the church off Every man's good at proclaiming his own goodness. But then this question proposed: but a faithful man who can find? And I'm not just talking about the faithful to the to the eyes of men. Let me tell you where real faithfulness comes in. When nobody's looking. That's where the real faithfulness is. It's easy to get in your car and go to, go to, go to church. People do it every day, go to work. If that's what you do to clear your moral conscience. Are you okay? Everybody okay? I mean there's a whole lot of good. They're good people. They're not bad people. They're good people but they're lost. They? Right. Or by grace are you saved through faith and not yourselves. It is the gift of God. Not of works. I don't care if you pay the church off today and I'd take you for dinner if you did. But if you paid the church off today and give us $200,000 for whatever else we need, that ain't enough to get you to heaven. Right. Right. That's all works. Amen. Are you listening? Right. A faithful man. Everybody talks about his own goodness, but a faithful man who can find. I wonder how faithful you are to Him when nobody's looking. Amen. Come on, somebody. I'm preaching. Y'all act like it's nap that time. I'm preaching. Brother Shelby, I'm talking about when you're at home and nobody's looking, how faithful are we to him? Brother Caleb, we got to be faithful to him. He's, would you give me? A big hearty amen right here? He's been faithful to us. I love the old song, I've not always been faithful, but he has. I've not always been graceful, but he has. I've not always been true, but he has always come through. He has, oh, he has. And I might just break out and sing a little bit. Because he has been the greatest friend that I man who can find. Look at verse 7 with me. I've only been preaching 33 minutes. I'm doing swell. The Bible said, the just man walketh in his integrity. His children are blessed after him. Now I'm asking you, out of the nine, which testimony is thine? Right here we find the man With a solid foundation. This is the man with a solid foundation. We've seen in verse number one, we've seen, (coughs) excuse me, the man of false hope. In verse number two, the man of folly. Verse number three, the man of foolishness. Verse number four, that's the man that's fainting or lazy. Verse number five, we've seen the man of focus. Verse number six, we've seen the man of flesh. The one that talks about his own goodness. Then we see the question about a man of faithfulness. And then in verse number 7, we find a man with a solid foundation. Look at verse 7. The just man walketh in his integrity. Now I like the the part B better than any of it. His children are blessed after him. Now how in the world can a just man... Set his children up for blessing. After him. Uh-huh. Is it by retirement funds? Nope. nope. The answer is in the verse. Amen. The first three words. Yeah, yeah. The just man. Amen. Then how he walk in integrity. That's not just physically. That's a spirit. Let me tell you something. Integrity goes a long way spiritually speaking too. The just man walketh in his integrity. And because of his walk and his life, in verse number 7, the Bible said, and his children are blessed after him. You know what this man has? A solid foundation. You know what his children are that come after him? They're another block that's being built. Can I tell you something? We talked about it, Brother Shelby. You don't have a heritage. You don't have a godly heritage. That's not my words. That's his words. He didn't have a mom and dad. I was raised in church. He didn't have that. I was raised being taught King James Bible and memorizing memory verses. I was raised all that way. All that's natural to me. But he didn't have none of that. And guess what? Before you got it, you were not leading your children to have any of that. I mean when, I, when he got saved they took me to eat Wesley sat down how old was he then 3, 4 something like that I don't know how old is he now 5 how old how is he 6 years old so it's been he's 3 3 year old or so we sat down at the Chinese restaurant Shelby just got saved he took a bite of food and said this tastes like mad <laughs> it's natural just he cussed me out in the first 5 minutes did you get mad no that's all knuckleheaded told him because he was lost. And that's all he would have known. Yeah. Are you listening? Yeah. Where are they at? Are they here? Wesley. Come here. Where's Erica? Come here. I want you to look something here. I'm going to show you all something. You see these two? Come here, Wesley. Let's come right here. See these two? Just man walketh in his integrity. Amen. And his children will be blessed after Let me tell you what this can turn out to be now instead of a brawling wild man, crazy Ishmael. (laughs) You know what he can turn out to be? Potentially? He might be the next pastor of Stillwater Baptist Church. He may never preach, and that's okay if you don't God don't call you, don't do it. But I Tell you what I already believe by faith, he's gonna die a saved man. That's right. This one God's already got this one. Yes, she's you. already been saved, baptized, conceived, she serves, she labors. Yes, You're yes, looking at a little girl and all the other little girls, including my own, are out right on the playground playing at times, she's in there picking up and cleaning and lighting yes, tables sir. and sweeping a broom. Yes, can. The room sure does. She's serving. Yes. She's gonna make a wonderful lady in the church and a wonderful wife someday. Yes. And they would have made, or listen, I'm not being ugly. No they would have made nothing right. outside of the grace of God. Amen. Why is it important to be a man with a solid foundation? Because you're building not just your life, you're building the lives of others. Amen. Can I tell you that old that old phrase, what you do, uh what how's that go? Your children do in excess, what you do in modesty? Moderation. Moderation, your children do in excess? That's true. Yes, sir. That's true. And so if Brother Shelby loves the Lord like he loves the Lord, because God saved him, I wonder how much more maybe Wesley will do and accomplish. Look at the start he has, Brother Shelby, compared to the start you got. Imagine when he's your age. This is going to be his life. See, you're just three, a little over three years in, and you're doing great. You're wonderful. God's really using you. But I wonder when he's your age and he's got 25 years in. Y'all, y'all ain't picking up what I'm throwing down. I'm trying to tell you, in other words, it pays to stay with God. It pays to stay with God because you're leaving a mark on those children that are coming up behind you. Now this right here is a blessing. I can't let them go. I'm getting happy again. This is a blessing. Wesley, well, so thank you for not cussing me out, like buddy. Appreciate it. That's <laughs> all he knew. That's yeah. all he knew. You know what he does? You know what he does now? He walked up to me. He say, "Hey, pastor." Yeah. Yeah. He probably never even heard that word. Yeah. Until he you got saved, yeah. he said, "Pastor, pastor." He told me something the other day. I don't remember what it was, but it just it lit me up, boy. It made my heart smile. I love you guys. Let me tell you something. I'm gonna let you sit down. You wanna know why? You got the life you got, and the joy that y'all know. And you got a good mom and dad. You wanna know why? The Lord Jesus. That's all the reason. Yes. Yes. Don't you ever forget that. You hear me? Y'all received. It's the Lord Jesus. That's all the reason they got what they got. Amen. That's all the reason. I'm gonna stop here. I'm not gonna to get to nine. I ain't gonna try. I feel bad. We'll pick back up tonight. Maybe I get there. Why well, so? What kind of foundation are you laying? So I ain't got no children. Well, you got nieces and nephews and cousins and spouses and you've got siblings and co-workers. You realize everybody in the circle of life you can affect the way they turn out. You can? Sister Kayla. If I'm not mistaken, the only reason you ever showed up to our church was using was body at work, correct? But was it you that invited her at work? Was it Regina? Okay. So look here. So it's talking about not being being lazy Christians. Brother brother Shelby, all it took was one invite. Or several. How it play out? But it took an invite from her. Man, I'm getting happy this morning. And now I want you to look. Now, you all looking? This is real life stuff. This is not in the book. This is, I can show you. Because she invited. Here she came, lost. You should see the picture of her before she got saved. Blacked out, big rings in her nose, hell hanging off of her, smoked dope. Are you listening? Drunk herself. They had to pump her stomach because she about killed herself drinking. Ain't that right? Bless you all. Uh, I'm talking about, brother, she was that close to hell. Yeah. That close to hell. Yeah. Just one Christian. Just shining a light. Just one. I'm about to run. Just one! Shine a light. I can't do nothing. Just me being a Christian at work. What's that gonna do? Well now she's here. Her husband is not here. He's always here. He's a saved preacher. God got God on him. Uh, he's working today playing the piano. A, work, a wonderful man. And we've got a little daughter here that's been saved. Her little boy's here somewhere, probably with mine doing something he shouldn't. Gonna get saved, three years old. Here's her brother and his his wife or fiance or girlfriend. And and her mom are you looking on tell you. There's a whole team of grace. All because somebody decided, yes. well, God's always been good to me. I think I'm going to tell somebody. Yes. That's all it takes, brother Carlos. Yes. How are we going to see those we love come to know God like we're going to? Just keep shining the light and them. Yes. You've got to tell them how good He is. Because yes. eventually it's going to click. When they see you wading through deep waters so and you're not overwhelmed. Yes. And you're not freaking out like everybody else. And you're not depressed. You're not yeah, mad. Yeah, yeah. You, and they how in the world can you go through what you're going through with such grace and composure? And you look at them and say, best thing ever happened to me is when I met him. Yes. And they're going to realize something is different. Yes. You know what they're going to do? They're going to wonder in. You want not know why Kayla Siegel came? It wasn't just an invite. She's saying something that compelled her to say, well... I'm interested. But when you all the time fussing and cussing and griping and moaning and bickering and complaining and talking about your boss and how big a jerk he is and how, how much you deserve a raise and ha- how this neighbor's on your nerves and your kids are stressing you out and your husband's an idiot and your wife's a, 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 a nagging woman and that's all they see and hear out of you, but you know Jesus. Let me tell you something. They don't want what you got. That's right. uh, you're going to have to lay a foundation where they look back and say, Looks pretty solid to me. Yeah, I mean, I've watched them go through death. Went through it with a heart, singing in their heart. I've watched them go through desertion. I've watched them go through difficulties. I've watched them go through depression. I've watched them. Here they are. Still got joy. Where'd that come from? Amen. The man of a solid foundation. Come back tonight at 6 o'clock. We'll try to finish it. Father, we love you. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to be here. Thank you, Lord, for your word. It is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. So, Lord, we thank you for speaking to us this morning. I pray, dear God, Lord, you bless this invitation that we're about to give. God, may people's hearts be convicted to be more like you. God, we do love you. Thank you for all your goodness and grace in our lives. Lord, you've been so good to us. And we thank you for it. Please, God, bless the invitation. Help us to respond and hear. And, uh, Lord, uh, listen to your voice as you speak to hearts in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's all stand. Every head bowed and every eye closed.